Welcome to Coach House Talks. Yes, it's uh, it's great to be with you. Can you all hear me? Yeah. Um, I want to just share uh, a few points this morning that I was going to share if I was in England, but I'm obviously <laughs> I'm here on the road to Jerusalem. And the four points that I'd written down was it was a road of humility. It was a road of fulfillment, and it was also a road of submission. And lastly, a road of destiny. As we know that today is Palm Sunday, and this is the day we remember when Jesus made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem. It marked the beginning and the last week he would spend as a man on this earth. And as Melanie's just read in Matthew 21, 1 to 11, Matthew speaks of the road to Jerusalem, which Jesus rides on into town. And it reminds me, it's, it's in the beginning of the end for Jesus. You know, it's just been said uh, by, on that video that this was the time when Jesus knew that as he was going down that road, that he was going to die. Um, on this road to Jerusalem, traveling to his death, his burial, but also to his glorious resurrection. And while the road led to Jerusalem, the Jerusalem road would lead us to heaven if we are willing to follow Jesus along that same road. And I'm sure that people expected Jesus to ride into Jerusalem on a, a white stallion with um, many people behind him to suppress the Romans, but he didn't. He came humbly on a donkey. And to follow Jesus means us going down the same road of humility, giving up our selfish desires. It means also denying ourselves. It means not only putting God first in our lives, which is the most important thing, but putting others first as well, our families, our friends, and even our enemies. So the road of humility is a road that says I will live like Christ. Not how I want to live, but how Christ wants to live in me. It was also a road of fulfillment. Matthew 21, verse 4 and 5 says this, All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The fact that Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey is not just by chance or by luck, but it was all part of fulfilling the divine plan of God. Again, in Zechariah 9.9, it says this, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous, and having salvation, gentle, and riding on a donkey. And this is just one of many prophecies that we see in the Old Testament that was fulfilled in the New Testament concerning Jesus. Now, while you're at home, if you have got a piece of paper or a pencil with you, I've got some scriptures here, and there's quite a few scriptures if you'd like to write them down, and then you can check them out uh, as the day goes on. But some of the prophecies from the Old Testament that was also um, shown in the New Testament and fulfilled in the New Testament, 
Firstly, he was betrayed by a friend, and we can read that in Psalm 41, verse 9. He was sold for 30 pieces of silver, Zechariah 11, 12. False witness accused him, Psalm 27, verse 12. He was silent when accused, Isaiah 53, verse 7. He was struck and spat upon, Isaiah 50, verse 6. He suffered in my place and in your place, Isaiah 53, 4 to 5. His hands and his feet were pierced, Psalm 22, verse 16. Soldiers cast lots for his clothes, Psalm 22, verse 18. And not one of his bones were broken, Psalm 34, verse 20. He was buried with the rich, Isaiah 53, verse 9. And we could go on with prophecies that were fulfilled from the Old Testament into the New Testament. And Jesus traveled this road of fulfillment knowing it was going to lead to his death on the cross. But also knowing it would bring salvation and eternal life with the Father in heaven for you and for me. And so that is why we must be willing to travel this road that Jesus traveled. We must be willing to fulfill and follow the will of God for our lives. You know, sometimes as we look down this road, it is leading us to where in our flesh we don't want to go. I was reading of some missionaries uh, that were from my church many, many years ago from Bethshan, who were pioneers into the Congo, and they knew that where they were going, they were cannibals. They knew that they could lose their lives, but they were willing and prepared to go to share the gospel with people that had never heard of Jesus. And so as a true Christian, we need to follow Christ's example. He looked down that road and saw that it was meant, and what was meant, he had to suffer and die. But he traveled that road to fulfill the will of his father. The next road, part of the road, was a road of submission. Jesus' whole life, his whole life, was of submission to his Father. In John 6, 38, he says this, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. A few days after his entry into Jerusalem, Jesus finds himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, after he rode, did this road journey, praying to his father. And in Matthew 26, verse 39, it says, going a little further, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. And I wrote a few extra notes last night as I was reading, uh, going through my, my scripture reading. And I put this, when Christ says, take this cup, I realized that was the raw honesty of prayer. Jesus revealed his personal desire. And as I was thinking about this, Jesus knew what he was going to suffer before he even hung on that cross how he was going to be whipped, his flesh was going to be ripped from his body. 
his bones were going to be shown. Show. People were going to spit on, put a crown of thorns on his head. And then they were going to make him carry his cross to Golgotha. And so you could imagine what was going on in his heart and in his, in his mind. And so this was a true prayer. Lord, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But then he said, not my will, but yours. He was submitted. And so, so we should pray as true followers of Jesus. Father, in this life, your will should be done in my life, accomplished in our lives, so that you are glorified. So it's not what I want, Father, but what you want for me. I remember before I became a Christian, the things that I wanted, and I wanted to be wealthy. I wanted to have an easy life. I wanted to have a life that was for me. But, you know, when we become Christians, we realize that then we have to submit our lives to Christ. For he wants to do with us and use us. And notice from our reading, the crowd laid their garments before Christ as he traveled on that road. Two weeks ago, I was in my, one of my readings was in 2 Kings chapter 9. It was talking of when Jehu was proclaimed king. We see the captains of Jehu laid down their garments in front of him and before him as a sign of submission to his kingship. And so let us ask ourselves, what have we laid down for Christ? When we welcome Christ into our lives, what did we lay down before him and say, Lord, I, I know and I worship you, Father. And we laid down to our submission to his lordship. Many years ago, as a young person at Besham, we used to sing a song, Rock of Ages. And a young man wrote that, Augustus Toplady, in 1776. And I was reading the third verse, and it says this. Nothing in my hands I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Naked came to thee for dress, helpless, looked to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Saviour. Or I die. In closing this section on submission, we can bow down now willingly to the Lord in submission. Or as it says in Romans 14, 11, that everyone is going to bow down, whether they're Christians or not Christian. And Jesus says this, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. That he is Lord. And finally, the road of destiny. From his very birth, Christ was destined to die on the cross. Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem. And in Luke 2, 34, Simeon, who was a high priest, and he was told by the Holy Spirit that he wouldn't die until he'd seen the child Christ. And this is what Simon, Simeon speaks to Mary, the mother of Jesus. In verse 34, then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, 
Behold, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against. In Revelations 13.8, we read of the Lamb, which was slain from the foundation of the world. And you can also read in 1 Peter 1, 19 and 20, how he was foreordained what was going to happen to him. So Christ knew his destiny. He knew as he sat on that donkey and the people were waving the palm trees and laying their clothes before him and shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna to the king. But that would soon change in a few days to crucify him, crucify him. So in closing, Christ came to bring a new destiny, a new destiny to mankind. He entered Jerusalem to suffer and die, but he was also destined to rise again. He was destined to die so that we could live. And the question that I have this morning is, what is your destiny? What is your journey on that road? Because it has to be, excuse me, it has to be a journey of sometimes suffering, a journey of sometimes giving up things, giving up our families, giving up the things that we want to do for him. And so as we travel on that road, as Christians, we have to travel in humility. We have to travel in fulfillment that God wants to do in our lives. We have to travel in submission to him that he is Lord. And in also traveling that road, we know what our destiny is going to be. But one day we're going to be with him, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and at www.coachhousechurch.org.